0: Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Joe Klossy, the Ace Charter principal and your traveling principal. We're back for another episode with some of the seniors from the class of twenty twenty. They are Damien Fenn. Say hello, Damien. Hey there. Miles Webster, say hello, Miles. Hey, what's up? Isaac Soles, say hello. Hello. And Bradley Walsh. How are you, Bradley? Hey, doing good, doing good. Uh, just a reminder, if you guys want to ask questions to me or the boys here, please reach out via email at thetravelingprincipal@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to communicate with you and see how we can help. Also, we'd like to hear from more students, more ACE students. I know you guys are at home chilling, and I, uh, I know you're listening. Uh, so shoot us a message. Um, let's get you on the show. Let's hear your voice. Let's see what you're up to these days. Um, okay. So boys, uh, this podcast I want you to know has a nice amount of listeners. Um, and I've noticed that, that some inquiring minds want to know what's happening in the world of high school seniors. So gents, thanks for coming back for another episode. I'm super psyched to be doing this. So let's get going and dive right in. And I'm going to throw a real fastball at you. Gavin Newsom's take, right, governor of California, Gavin Newsom's take on lifting the social distancing or redefining the social distancing guidelines, Mm -hmm. um, he is saying our decisions will be guided by science and public health officials, thankfully, and not politics. Is he also saying, okay, so here's my question to you, that politics is putting the good of business in front of the health of people. What is your take on that, Miles? Miles, I want to start with
1: you. Okay. Um. I'm. I'm. Gonna be honest. The, I haven't really um dove into much of what Newsom's uh, position on. On the virus is, but mm-hmm. his. I think. That,
0: eh. Well, do you think we're going back too early, Miles? If we were to say, all right, you know, we need to go back to work. We need to go back to school. Things like that. We need to figure this out. Is it too early to tell?
1: Yeah, it it is kind of early, which I think I think what uh, Newsom's doing is trying to be proactive and try to get a jump start on the economy right now, since it's kind of it's kind of just laying low at the moment. Okay. So, so okay. it looks like he's just trying to provide a spark or something that we can use for later to um, get back on our feet. A little bit of hope might go a long way here, Miles. I agree with you. Um,
0: Isaac, let me ask you this question, Isaac. Along similar lines, should we be going back to school or considering going back to school anytime soon?
2: I think that right now with where we're going, I don't think we should be going back to school Mm -hmm. or I don't think we will be going back to school anytime soon. I know that Gavin Newsom was talking about he wasn't really talking about this year's class. He was mostly talking about changing schools for next year, and I feel like most states have come to the conclusion that this year's students are not going to go back to school under any circumstances. Especially because a lot of public health officials have been saying that this pandemic, uh, this outbreak, will be going on for another possibly four, five, six months. Yeah, I don't think that we'll be going back to school anytime soon. And okay. if we did it would probably be very different to what normal school looks like
0: so let's try to get into what very different may be because i i definitely think isaac's on to something there folks and i'm gonna ask bradley and then Damien this question first um staggering is something that i'm hearing is a popular trend um with regards to groups of students going to school at different times and then, therefore, you can maintain this like social distancing environment. So before I get into what I, my take on that is, I wanted to hear, Bradley, what do you think about this staggering idea?
3: Um, so what I know from staggering, right, you just like take each class by certain parts of the, of the day or week on when they go to school. It sounds like they go to school for a very short amount of time. So I'm trying to think, what's the point of that? What are yeah. we going to get done in like two or three hours, right? When we have to go there for like six or seven.
0: Wow. That was awesome. I, Bradley, that is a great point. One which I had never considered. And I, I now am super psyched to have heard your perspective there. And then, so, so let me say this to you. Damien, you're in my shoes, okay? Maybe okay. grades attend campus at different times. So as a senior, seniors would go to school Monday, Wednesday from like eight to 12, and then Friday, from like eight to ten, right juniors might follow some similar scale, and then let's say just you know of course, this is all for the sake of simplicity in in this example, um, sophomores and juniors go from like twelve to four on Tuesday and Thursday, and then you know ten to twelve on Friday or whatever it is. What do you think with regards to 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 I don't know. Is that a definition of school? Would, would, do you think that that would be an alternate idea? Well,
4: as it, if I was putting myself in the shoes of an administrator or a teacher, mm-hmm. it would be a lot harder, especially to find those the actual uh, proper grading blocks and uh, times to have certain classes because especially with our school we need two days to get all of our classes in because we have our a days and b days and in order to fit that in not only one day but in a two to four hour day would be a lot harder because you'd have a lot less time and a lot less structure i would Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. and it'd be a lot harder to manage
0: It would be a lot harder to manage, my man. You are absolutely right. Yeah, Bradley, go ahead.
3: Yes, sorry to cut in, but um, something I want to add to this is um, this reminded me of a video that um, Middleton sent us like two years ago, I believe, Hmm. about the definition of of, like education and whatever. It's about this one speaker, I forget the name of, and I feel kind of bad for that. Um, He's talking about like redefining the... uh, what is it, like the public school system, how teaching is done, how teaching is approached and how learning is um, understood. So maybe this is going to be enough to shake the learning idea a little bit more and redefine how school works. So maybe instead of six or seven hours, you probably leave it at four or five. Mm -hmm. And then the assignments and the way things are taught is way different compared to what we used to do before the pandemic. Now, not that things will change that drastically, but this might be like a catalyst sort of for that kind of idea.
0: You know, let me, let me throw this at you and miles. I'm going to, I'm going to direct this towards you um, to start. And then Isaac, I'm going to, I'm going to swing back over your, your way. So what I'm thinking about with regards to staggering really takes down the nine to five routine. Um, My family and I were just in, in a conversation not long ago where we were eating so much later in our house than we ever had in the past. And I had gone to school in Italy for a while and I got so used to this really late dinner time. That was like 8 PM. Right. And then the whole country shuts down as does many others around this world for lunch for a few hours every day as well. And so if we were to try to go European, let's say, And we had a really nice block of time for lunch. And then we ate a little bit later. What we're doing is taking the day and using more of it instead of limiting ourselves, which since we're at a stay at home order right now, I don't see how that should even be a factor, right? Time should not be a factor. So if we could figure out a way to rid the nine to five, right miles. Okay. What would you think of, let's say, like language and literature, for example, and you might not even be in that class, but if you are, if you're in language and literature or IB English, and it didn't start till like 4.30 p.m., what would you think of that? And we organized classes as you would take them at a college, and the only time you'd need to go into ACE would be for CTE uh, CTE classes. What would you think of that
1: Um it's, it's, an, in, it's an interesting it, it's an interesting way to um, to look at things or to do things mm-hmm. um, i do I do kind of like the fact that it's it's sort of similar to how colleges have their classes you know you go um, at a certain time for a certain class and then after that you can leave um, but at the same time um, there's a little bit of um, I'm not sure if we call it an inconvenience, um, but a little bit of – it's kind of – yeah, it's inconvenient a little to go to one class and then you have to wait maybe, let's say, two hours or so for your next one. Right. So you have to figure out what to do in between then. And so sometimes it's a little um, – It's a little, it can get a little boring. I'm hearing that's an
0: adjustment. I'm hearing that that's, that would be a tough, okay. Okay. Isaac, Isaac, what would you think if you had your, you are in McGuire's pathway? Do I, am am I remembering? Yes, I'm in McGuire's pathway. So what if you did, you went in on Monday, Wednesday for McGuire's classes and you were there for the two hours, right? Whatever it was, but then your English class, any of your other classes were held at different times, staggered throughout the course of the week, identical to college. However, you wouldn't have to literally go to ACE for them. You would be able to stay home. What would you think of that?
2: For me, since I'm used to normal schooling methods, it would be weird. Okay. If you went to like actual school for the CTE courses, left, and then you did classes online, you wouldn't really have to go to ACE. That would be weird because how I've spent my three, more than a half years at ACE has always been there. And if we were to make this staggering adjustment, I feel like a lot of seniors would join me in feeling that it's weird. If we were to adopt this in later schools, so kids grew up with this method of you go to school sometimes for these classes that are made to be Mm hands-on, and then the rest of it was online. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would limit the possibilities of kids saying, let's say they want to get into work after school. Interesting. And they have after school activities. I feel like they'd be more limited in that time because you might have like two or three hours sparses in between classes, but that's not enough time to like commit to a full-time job as some students have committed themselves to.
0: Okay. Very sensible. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of is balancing the schedule for school and outside as well.
0: I mean, um, I guess what to to put the point to rest with regards to what school will look like, I mean, we're going to have to think outside of the box. We're going to have to redefine it completely. We're going to have to take our nine to five idea of the beginning and the ending of the day and maybe modify it in order to stagger appropriately. it would put you guys, and, I, and it, my, my conclusion of that topic really revolves around the fact that the disposition that you guys have, the sentiments that you're sharing with regards to a staggered schedule, which does, any of you listening who have ever gone to full-time as a, as a college student, gone to college, you will know that that is exactly what I would be asking you to do. You would just, it'd be like, you know, I have a bunch of online courses and then a couple of ones where I actually have to go to campus, but they are all day. And so Miles's question, Um, Isaac's question, you know, the, 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 the hesitations that we have here really revolve around a newness and we're trying to fit the way we were living our lives into a way that we're going to. So we got to, this is awesome. I'm glad that we, we started to have this discussion as this unfolds. Of course, I'd I'd like to try to revisit it. Um, but for now, I want to ask you guys if we could play a little quick game like we did last week with regards to which console was this game on now once again i'd have to dig into um the the depths of the crates and look for the games to try to remember um and so the first one that i have here is in softball but this is the only one are you ready i'm ready yeah, sure Oh no, Joust. <laughs> oh no, Joust. Uh, NES. Joust hmm. oh. arcade before. Is that your final answer? Joust was yeah, Joust was originally an arcade game. Wait, in a field? Yeah, Atari but we're, we're
4: we're not we're not talking about arcade.
2: But or, if it came, came for like, console, like, then I'm pretty sure it was NES that came first.
1: But I could be wrong there. I say Atari. Ooh.
4: I want to go NES.
0: So you guys are onto it. it. It did came out in 1982 as an arcade game, and it went to Nintendo right away. Okay. Um, this one here, this next one here, I've played hours of Dig Dug. Ooh. Oh, oh, Dig Dug. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Atari. <laughs> it, it had
2: an Atari release, but come on, that's a, a it's Dig Dug. All the time. Wasn't it also on the NES as well? Yeah, it, it's like every console that there have been, there's been a Dig Dug release.
0: So I think Xbox picked them up, um, but it definitely <laughs> was Atari out the gate. Dig Dug was like the best game ever. Simple, mindless. What do
4: you mean was? It still is.
0: Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, here we go. Asteroids.
4: Oh, um,
2: Atari, but it also came out for computer systems yeah. before that.
0: Atari.
4: And wasn't it wasn't it arcade before that as well? Yeah.
0: Um, probably started at uh, in the arcade and then made its way to um, absolutely. Uh, and then here is the final one for this week, because I'm All I'm right. digging this I'm digging this game. Pole position. What is that? Oh, yes!
4: I feel <laughs> like I've heard of that before, but it's not really ringing a bell. Oh just oh. wait, I have to joggle my... I have to... I Oh, I don't know. Wazzy's saving the best for last. What With kind of game is pole position? position? Oh my gosh, you it, guys. It,
0: what kind of wait, game is it? It's a racing oh wait, no, game. It's a racing car game. racing. Oh, Indy oh, car. Game. It's, a, it's like it's the, the, the first
2: game, game
0: ever. First was, racing game. It
2: was a, that it was in a car- it.
4: It,
2: it was it was a it was a Arca- it was it was in an a, it was an arcade game. It was yeah, pole position was in a, it, it was but it was Atari. It came out on Atari, mm-hmm. but I know it was originally a Namco game
0: because yes. they
2: featured it in Wreck It Ralph.
0: And so what was funny is I also think and I m- I might be I might be off on this because also I know California cruising goes way back, but not to nineteen eighty two, and I think pole position might've had like one of the first arcade games where you sat in it and like you were in the actual game itself. And people were like, man, this game is the best game in the world just because you got in it. The game wasn't very good. You know, (laughs) we're going back to 1982 here. So how good could it be? But um, IndyCar racing at its best, ladies and gentlemen, pole position. I am so happy. I ended with that one. And so with that said, you guys, now that you know the extent of where I'm at gaming wise, Let's hear um, some gaming talk. Let's talk about what's hot and what's not like we did last week. And so um, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there and then I'm not going to say anything else because I don't really know. Cooking Mama Drama?
2: Oh, I, I'm deep within the Cooking Mama Drama. Okay. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So
2: recently there was a game that came out on the Nintendo Switch called Cooking Mama Cookstar and the exact same day it was taken off the Nintendo eShop there's a lot of drama coming off of it because Office Create Corp which is the company that actually makes Cooking Mama didn't authorize the release for the game but the publisher planet who they for the office corps who released it to them released it anyway but the okay. office create corp said specifically to not release it because it wasn't like up to their quality of standards like it needed to, you know, cook for a little longer. But they sent oh, it out for eShops and they sent out hard copies to game stores just without the permission for Office, from Office Great Corp. And now there's this big lawsuit battle going on between the publisher and the creator of the game.
0: Basically because the publisher said that the creator, or the creator is saying that the publisher has just pushed it out to get yeah, the viewership, et cetera, during a pandemic? Oh, okay, wow. Yeah,
2: basic, they just pushed it out during the pandemic, and the game wasn't ready.
0: And this, the game is called Cooking Mama.
2: Yeah, Cooking Mama Cookstar. You know, Cookstar. Cooking Mama always starts with Cooking Mama, and then just some other name with it.
0: Right on.
1: Right and on. you could
2: still get hard copies of the game in the European stores.
0: They still sell it. I love it. Imagine just,
3: having a part of your legacy just being part of a game called Cooking Mama. Like, right. what's up with that, dude?
0: Right, right. <laughs> Rich and compelling, nonetheless. Hey, cook you're trying to cook like Ma used
4: to make, man. Telling your grandkids? Yeah, my legacy is lived on by Cooking Mama.
0: Right. <laughs> so, how about Cyberpunk twenty seven seven? Secret Demo is out there?
2: Yeah, there was a recent... Uh, I don't know if anyone else knows about this, but the Cyberpunk uh, Twitter released some... It was, it, was, it was like a line of code which when decrypted with Base32 gave you the control scheme for the video game and a slight demo of the actual game. Hmm. And hmm. it took... A, it, it, there was like a lot of other ciphers that went into like decrypting this message but it was like a full demo from cyberpunk and it's been really hyped recently because cd project red which is the releaser has like said like a lot of game companies have been slightly controversial with like microtransactions paid dlc and things like that but cd project red has been very active with the community Mm -hmm. like not releasing during quarantine because they want everyone to get it and things like that.
0: How could everybody not get it more during a quarantine?
2: It's mainly for the PS4 users whose download speeds have been reduced to keep the online games running at the same speed. So it could take people days to download the game.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe that's why it took so long for me to get Monopoly the other day. It was on sale for $4.99 on the PS4. I couldn't help myself. I don't have to set the game up and put it away. Um, it was fantastic, but it took about two hours.
4: Wait, is Monopoly still on sale?
0: Probably. It was Monopoly, and then um, there's another brilliant one next to it. Uno. Uno. You guys are playing Uno all the time. I'm getting Uno. Uno. I'm getting Uno. I'm, yeah, you gotta I'm get buying
4: in. Uno on the PlayStation 4. I don't care.
0: You guys get in Uno, and let's play some Uno. I'm in. I'm done. I'm totally in. The um, next podcast is
1: just an entire game podcast. of Uno.
0: There we go. Um, and then Crisis Remastered. What's going on there? Crysis Does anyone remaster. else know
2: about the Crisis Remaster? I've I didn't know they were remastering about it.
4: it. I, I, yeah. I know about the original game, but I didn't know they were remastering it.
2: Yeah, they're remastering all Crisis games for the next-gen consoles. Cool. And we haven't heard any anything from them for, what, seven, eight years? Ish, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while. And they just came out like, yeah, we're making a remaster, and it's coming out in 2021. Nice.
3: What's Crisis, dude?
2: The Crisis games. It's a uh, first-person shooter like Dead Space,
3: kind of. I have to Google it then. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's it's
2: pretty good. It's uh, it, it I grew up with it in my childhood, so I can't wait for the
3: remaster. So that means this this remaster is like a big deal, or is it just like a typical event?
2: No, no, no. It's like a big deal because they've been like radio silent. Like the company hasn't said anything
3: for years and this uh, just like
2: came out of the gate recently huh. and it's kind of just a surprise but it, like a good surprise because yeah. crisis has like a big community of people who just love the games especially when they used to play it as like a kid so okay. it's it's good news for us
0: so let's cycle then into um I'm not going to say that this is the what's not portion of gaming talk but um let's call it like remember when for example. So I, I like to bring up old memories, free to go games. I used to play when I was a kid, etc. Cause I felt like they were a lot better and a lot cooler back in the day, even though they're better games now. Um, it was just so much newer, I think. And, and the element of surprise was so much more, um, rich. And so let me hear about your remember when memories, um, from some games of old, um, uh, miles. I, I want to hear, from you, Miles. you what, what's your game of old that you can bring up
1: um, back in the I day? A game of old. My first, my first, um, or the first gaming console ish. I guess you could say that I had was a uh, Nintendo DS. So I had a bunch of DS games. My one of my favorites was probably um, was probably the Sonic uh, Genesis collection.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sonic. Dang, Miles. That's bringing it back, dude.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of you. That was a good start, Miles. That's a good start right there. Damien, let me hear from you. Tell me, bring, bring up something from old.
4: Uh, also, one of the first consoles or systems I ever had was a Nintendo DS. And I had similar games, but by far my favorite was uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games
0: hmm okay mario and sonic Ma- I'm sorry mario and sonic in the olympic games got it
3: i remember uh-huh. i remember playing that game on my wii dude <laughs> oh dude you had it for the wii yeah i had it for the wii um we couldn't play it anymore because i guess when it got scratches we thought the best idea would be to like use the <laughs> abrasive side of a sponge to spread soap all over it oh
2: What, you don't use toothpaste? Right. The childhood proven method to getting rid of scratches?
3: No, no, my sister was smarter. She used toothpaste. We used soap and water.
4: There we go. What you do is you stick it in the freezer. Oh, yeah, stick it in the freezer. Yeah, 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 yeah. see? Oh, dude. (laughs) I've never heard of that method. What? It it works so well.
0: A CD game in the freezer? Yeah. Yeah, you just put it in the freezer.
4: freezer (laughs) And And then what? you wipe it off and it'll actually wipe off the the scratch. You wipe it off to really fuck
0: up and the, and it freezes the scratches off
4: yep i, I guess That's
0: and if phenomenal. you're super
2: lucky it freezes the entire game and it doesn't work but only if you're really lucky <laughs> yeah
4: only wow. if you like just
0: leave it in there for three hours so did you guys ever have um an nes when you were back in the day and 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 it was like it just didn't work and you had to like, kind of I dust did. it off and, and go through the motions not, of like this weird ritual to get the games to work?
4: Not personally, but I did have a, a bunch of uh, like older friends who had an NES. Yeah. And I do remember going through the pain and struggle of having to blow in the cartridge and like making sure there's absolutely not a speck of dust in the cartridge. Yeah. And it's just. Man, I
3: I, uh, I don't think you needed a NES to do that either. I used to do that with my PSP. Didn't, didn't even work, oh, yes. but it gave the illusion yes. that it did.
0: See, that's what I really think it is, Bradley. I never knew if what we did made a difference, but it felt like it was. You know, it's really Keep all you could it do enough. to get it to work. Yeah, and then it was like you could tap no, it, it on the top. It always the makes a difference.
3: Oh, yeah, man. does dust and debris actually make a difference when that connection is made between the console and the uh, cartridge?
0: Yeah, okay. So we were doing something. Thank you. That was a lot of time <laughs> spent on trying to get those games to work when we were kids back in the day. Um, so let me let me flip the switch and, and keep it going here because I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I want to talk about um, some changes that are ahead with regards to th- this virtual learning platform that we find ourselves in. <clears throat> um, I mean, you guys are taking courses at Oxnard College. And so I wanted to know how different has the Oxnard college experience been from the ACE experience? And if I could start Damien, if I could start with you there and, and, and let me know, or or is there a difference that you've noticed?
4: A difference in what I kind of cut out there for a second.
0: So the OC classes versus ACE classes,
1: the virtual learning experience.
4: Um, well with, my OC classes, it's it's a bit different because I'm definitely used to just going in and actually having a lecture with the teacher in the entire class. So not having that, sometimes I kind of, it slips my mind like, oh, that's right. I have a college assignment to do mm-hmm. and go in, watch a couple videos and then complete the quote-unquote, in-class assignment, Mm. but it still just doesn't have that same feel of actually going in and sitting down at a desk, getting to hear the teacher's point of view on the lecture and what they think on the topic at hand.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Isaac, what what would you say is, is a major difference between the two experiences?
2: Well, talking like right now, in online learning i feel like the assignments are the same but the big difference is we haven't had a zoom meeting with our professor it's mostly just she gives us our in-class assignments which is like a video to watch and then you have to write about it and that's about it and that's where it's mainly different because i've had a zoom meeting with every single teacher at ace at ace okay but at oxnard college i've had absolutely no zoom meetings with our Economics professor.
0: Okay. Interesting. And that's
2: where I feel the big difference
0: is. Huh. Um, let me, let me ask you this. Um, miles. You're, you're in, you're in an OC class and you're also, uh, of course, taking ACE courses, which do you find to be more, um, I don't know, I guess more effective right now.
1: Um, more fact, I'd, say, I'd say a class at ACE and the reason being is because um, we have there's a little more um, guidance, I think, when it comes to classes and assignments, uh-huh. partially because um, we get to meet with the teachers online almost every week because okay. um, at, at Oxnard College, like Isaac was saying, it's really just um, the professor gives us assignments and they're due by end of the week, let's say um besides that there's no besides that there's no other um teaching that's going on mm-hmm. besides us researching ourselves
0: okay okay interesting that's interesting um with that said um bradley i'm going to start with you and then um damian i'm going to head your direction after that with this said right with with All things considered in the calendar, I don't know if you guys remembered, but around now would be the time when we would be experiencing some Ace Wars. Yeah, which Ace Wars was always like the coolest, right? It was, it was Ace Wars has saved our school in so many years, year after year. It's when Miss Renteria and ASB bring out the best in our student population, I feel like. When, and it when also the isn't awesome. Finally,
4: get to beat the teachers. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's, that's always kind of what everybody tries to do. Um, right now, we would go through Ace Wars on campus. Let me hear your reactions to missing one of the coolest things that we would do on campus.
3: Um, I kind of wish I participated in the past Ace Wars, I've never done a single one. I've always seen her really fun stuff about it. Um, but, you know, now, now that's not really here, I guess I just got to roll with what's happening and just accept it, right? So mm-hmm. not much else I can do.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, Damien, do you think there's an alternative way to hold Ace Wars?
4: Um, God, I don't, I don't know. But uh, I do know that Isaac and I actually actually made a team and we were at least i was looking forward to this year's ace wars because Mm -hmm. like i said this was probably the first time that we've ever made a team and actually thought about doing it Mm -hmm. and it was kind of something to look forward to but now it's one of those things that like dang i wish we would have participated Earlier in, yeah, past years.
0: Do you think if you put your team in play this year, you would have beat the defending champions, which were the teachers from last year? I was on that team. We were.
4: I think flawless. at least in games like tug of war, we we would have wiped the floor with you guys.
0: Interesting. You do 100%. know that we have Miss Morales and Mr. Hatler. We, we have you know that right.
4: We have Isaac, Robbie, and and Miles. Those three together can just. Hmm. We, we,
0: we I don't know about that. Okay. 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 Um, we digress, right? Um, yep. Bradley, let me ask you this. And then anybody who wants to chime in here, I, here's what my idea is with Ace Wars. And I definitely think we should put this on the agenda for next week and try to do something like this in the next few weeks. Um, we can still have a virtual ace war right i mean if we had video games that we played against each other i mean what's out there you guys are like the king of video games what's out there a that minecraft we play? battle royale a minecraft battle royale something call of like war call- just like geography dude we could
4: have call of war that would be interesting
0: what about that civilization game can you play that civilization game against each other can you do something like that is there you like you can a- but it's expensive oh oh right on right on what Call about like, a battle now. of um what's the what's the game you guys always play like all day it's the only game you guys play all the time modern warfare but that's pretty expensive too no the one the mario one the, the fighting one mario smash, oh, Bros. smash brothers smash Bros. Smash Bros., yes yeah. again don't you guys expensive. have a smash brothers tournament you guys all don't have the game is that what's going on i have it we don't all have the same console
4: either mm <laughs>
0: Okay. So we need to figure out what games are multi-compatible, multi-console compatible. Is that what we need to do? Like I I can play one of the Call of Duty games because my brother-in-law plays on his computer. And so we we have different consoles that we could play against each other. Right? What are the other games?
2: I'm trying to think. Not just multi-console. What everyone can play, even if they don't have a console.
0: There we go. Next. Like you know some what?
2: people might not even have it, but we
3: have Chromebooks. To, so to add on to that. Sorry, wait. Yeah, that's all good. So to add on to that. To be honest, dude, I know it's a bit of a meme, but Fortnite. The thing runs on phones, and everyone can play with each other. Then.
0: Fortnite.
4: Oh, dude. Um, what's it called? Uh. Also, what's uh Call of Duty Mobile?
0: Okay. So, see, these are possible. There are. It does sound like. There are a couple of things that we could do, with regards to a virtual Ace War. Is that is that not what I'm taking from this conversation that we're I having? Mean,
4: it it could it could be highly possible, yeah. Okay. Or uh, what's it called? Online I, I know monopoly. Kind of stupid, but um, uh, Miles and I used to play this all the time a game called Bonk.io. We could just have a bunch of people for fun just get on that. Uh-huh. It's not exactly a high quality game, but.
0: No, but what are we talking about here? You know, like this isn't the uh the world championships. We're talking about Ace Wars. That's how we get down. We yeah. can I think what I what I would like to do is revisit this next week and try to figure out a challenge to the listeners. If you guys can think of any games that we can put into an Ace Wars that where we can still hold like in a, a virtual environment, a virtual event, please let us know um I want to end with something here, you guys, that was turning into one of the most unique experiences that I've ever witnessed in the halls of Ace Charter, um, and that was the bathroom choir. So I'm going to recall the first time I was in the office. Um, As you know, my office is outside of the restrooms, which is fantastic, and all day long I can hear the sound of the toilets flushing and people washing their hands. However, on this day, at this time, I was in the office and I started to hear melodious sounds below out the doorway. I couldn't quite determine if it was the boys' or girls' room, but it definitely sounded like singing and it was harmonious nonetheless. And so, curious, I got up, walked out of the office, realized that it was coming out of the boys' room, and I walked in and there were at least seven students standing in a circle as if they were huddled around uh, a, a barrel fire underneath a bridge in, in the uh, city. Right. And they were singing and I know Damien, you were one of them. Tell me what was going on there. What happened there?
4: Well, th- there's this popular YouTube channel, at least among certain people called men's bathroom choir and they'll just do like we did sing random songs, although they have a lot more people than we do Mm -hmm. just in the bathroom. So one day miles, Paul and, uh, Robbie and I decided, Hey, why not? We have nothing better to do at lunch. So let's just go into the bathroom and just sing a song. So like we did, we went in and, uh, miles, I think the first song was, uh, what was it? Was it radioactive?
1: Yes. Um, yeah, I think my first song was radioactive, and yes, it after was. that, we Radioactive
4: was the second song. We uh, we did I Want It That Way, and that's when you oh, and no, no, right came here. in, and Foskett right. as well. That's when you two came in and started sing along with us.
0: Yes. For the record, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was the acoustics in there are phenomenal. You guys. You know, it really is, right? <laughs> Thinking back to it now, that is not very, um, I don't know, germ a, a germ-free environment. We were not social distancing. We were doing everything that we probably shouldn't have been doing at that time, but we did not know any better, and I couldn't help myself but to take part in it. And it turned into something that was happening more than once. Is that correct? Yes, completely. What I think we should do, you guys, is we should get the bathroom choir back on this show and record them and have them be our intro and our conclusion. You know what I mean? Like they could be the song, it could be our interlude, right? Like we need a song if we're going to keep doing this. We need some sort of like like a riff or whatever. Got it. Let and it maybe, go. Right. We could do some sort of like okay. awesome whatever bathroom choir song to start the show and to end the show. What do you guys think?
4: I'd be up for it. Miles.
0: Yeah, I'm down. Okay. I that know there was, there was quite a bit of them idea. Yeah, that was, that was a wild idea. I mean, there, there was quite a bit of them. There was a number of you guys in there. Then there were students standing in the doorway acting like they were too cool for school. However, they were dying yeah. to get in. They were dying to get in. And if they're listening there right were, now, they're like, that wasn't a kid. Bob, the out of his mind. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I got the camera, security footage, the show, right? I was That's watching them better. the whole time on the outside. Yeah, I, I'm always watching. So um, you guys, I have to say, once again, this has just been phenomenal for me. Um, just interactions, which I think are something I miss most. Um, having my office be in the literally in the center of the main building is one of the coolest things um, because I'm just constantly being interrupted. Um, throughout the course of the day, which is fine. And, and I love it. Um, and I miss it completely. And this podcasting with you guys really does give me an opportunity to feel, um, uh, I don't know, just kind of remember what, what it was like hanging out with, with my students, which is some of the coolest things that I get a chance to do as Principal of Ace Charter. So Damian Miles, Isaac Bradley, thank you guys so much. We went on a, on a ride this episode. We talked about some politics. We got into schools. We got into staggering times. I think video game talk is something that is leading to a, a, a lot larger of a, of a challenge here. Cause I'm really starting to, to wonder if we can put together some sort of like alternative to ACE wars. Um, and I am looking forward to bathroom choir talk and, and what, what kind of riffs you guys can put together, see if we can get some of the, some of the group back together. But um, Bradley, Isaac, Miles, Damian, thank you guys so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mr. Clausy. Happy to be here. All right, you guys.
3: you guys. And thank you. Um, I'm really glad to have a school with the principal that's like really into his students and that size of the school also really brings that out. I Really yeah. do appreciate that. makes yeah. a lot of things possible.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I, that, that means a lot to me. This is this is just as much fun for me, though, I got to tell you, as it is hopefully for you guys and it is hopefully for the listeners that are out there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you can find this podcast on the Ace Charter High School website at www.hcharter.org. You can also find it on my website, www.thetravelingprincipal.com. Uh, my name is Joe Clussey. here with Isaac Souls, Bradley Walsh, Miles Webster, and Damian Fenn saying see you guys. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Take care, everybody.